Welcome to Raw Faith, a podcast for believers who want to grow and mature in their authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. In our time together, we hope to challenge each other to become better doers of the word and not just hearers. This program is hosted by Shelley McWilliams of Sozo Restoration Ministries, which helps people to transform their lives through the healing, wholeness, and equipping of Jesus. So let's see where the word takes us today. Greetings, saints of God. This is Shelley. So glad that you've joined us. I'm going to begin a two-part series today on the topic of forgiveness. And the Lord put this on my heart, especially as we head into the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. Many of us will be with perhaps family members or other people in our life that there may be some residual pain or unforgiveness or hurt that's there. The holidays can be very difficult. So forgiveness is the key that is going to open the door to our own healing and our own freedom. There's two things that will stop somebody's healing, and that is unforgiveness and unbelief. And the reason is because those two things really tie the hands of God, because they're a choice that our will makes, and God's not going to override our will. So it's important to understand that forgiveness is a critical component of our Christian lives. You can't forgo forgiveness. It's not an option. It's a commandment, number one. And so when we don't do it, we're in sin, bottom line. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to get hurt. It doesn't mean that we don't have feelings that we're going to need to take to the Lord. But in order to receive real healing from hurts caused in relationships, the first step is we have to choose to forgive. Forgiveness is not a feeling, and many of us think that it is. Well, I don't feel ready to forgive. I've been doing inner healing and deliverance ministry for a long time, and I have never had somebody walk in my office and say, okay, I feel like I can forgive now. It doesn't happen. Forgiveness always begins with a decision. It's a choice to be obedient to the Lord and know how to take those hurts to Jesus so that he could bind up the broken heart as he promised that he would do. So forgiveness really is a choice. Now, what I have discovered over the years is as we make that choice to forgive, then what happens is forgiveness becomes the key that opens that door in our hearts where all of the hurt and the pain is held. And so when we forgive, then that door is able to be open to Jesus and he is able to go and to now deal with the pain or whatever residues are from that relationship. Forgiveness is not the same as healing. So there's many people who will forgive, but they'll still have the pain of what transpired. And the enemy often will speak to us and say, well, see, you didn't really forgive because you still have that pain and were deceived into picking unforgiveness back up. But it's important to understand, again, forgiveness is a decision. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's a choice that we choose to forgive and release others of the harm or the hurt or whatever they've done to us. And then that enables us to now turn the other way and face Jesus and say, now, here's some feelings I have about this. Here's some hurts 
that this caused me. And I need you to heal my heart. I need you to, if it's your will, to bring restoration to this relationship. But sometimes that also means that there needs to be boundaries put in place in that relationship if there's still unhealthy behaviors. And we're not really knowledgeable about boundaries. I've seen through the years that people do not understand how to implement boundaries in their life. And so they feel like they're a victim of life. Whatever happens, happens, and then they have to deal with it. And that's not true. God creates boundaries. He gives us boundaries. And that is a God concept. And we need to place boundaries in certain relationships when there's unhealth there, because God does not want us to continue to be a doormat. So there's a real wisdom of when we need to implement a boundary, when there may even be times that we need to distance ourselves from a relationship that's just so unhealthy, or there's something else that's happening where we need God's wisdom to say, you know, how do I interact with this individual? And so all of these are components of forgiveness. But right now, today, what I want to do is I want to look at just a foundation of forgiveness and the importance of forgiveness. In Ephesians 4.32, says that we need to love one another as God's loved us, and we need to forgive one another. So again, forgiveness is a commandment. In fact, we know the repercussions of holding on to unforgiveness is told to us when Jesus spoke to the disciples in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15, when he says, If you forgive men when they sin against you, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. And so if we choose not to forgive, then we're in sin, we're being disobedient, and that sin will hinder God. There's an important understanding that we have to have. We cannot, in my opinion, truly forgive in the way that God forgives unless the Holy Spirit gives us the grace to do that. We can't do it in our own flesh. And that's why so many people are caught up in holding on to unforgiveness and not being willing or not being able to forgive individuals is because they're trying to do it in their own strength as opposed to crying out to God and saying, I know you've commanded me to do this, Lord, and I want to be willing to be willing, but I don't know how. And so I need your grace. I need Holy Spirit to walk me through this, to counsel me through this, to teach me through this so that I can truly forgive as you forgive. And then as I do that, please bring healing in my heart. So let's go back to some basic foundation things. When we're talking about forgiveness, to really receive the fullness of the blessings and the healing and the freedom God has for us, we need to be able to understand that forgiveness has to be released in three different directions. Number one, we need to forgive others because others have hurt us, others have disappointed us, others have let us down, others may have abused us, others may have lied about us. I mean, there's an undetermined amount of things that others could have done. Number two is we need to forgive God. And many believers struggle with this because in their head, they know, well, God doesn't make mistakes. But the truth is that in our hearts, We feel disappointed that God didn't protect us or God didn't have vengeance on that person when they did something that was so wrong. And we feel like, well, we paid the price for their behaviors. And we're seeing things in such a finite vision 
that we take offense with God and we're hurt by God. And whether we know in our heads that is truth or not, if we feel it, we have to deal with it because the hurt and the damage and the pain is in our emotions. And so we have to be truthful with our emotions. And the Lord knows that until we forgive him, there's going to be a gap in our relationship with him. Because if we think that he let us down, if we feel like he wasn't just, if we feel like he didn't protect us, then what happens is it begins to be like a poison that eats up our ability to trust God. And so we have to deal with the heart emotions that it's an area of forgiveness that I think every single person, if they were honest, needs to deal with. So we need to forgive others. We need to forgive God. And probably the hardest forgiveness that I have discovered in walking with people through this for years is we need to forgive ourselves because there are things that we have done in life and all we hear is that voice of accusation. Well, you're not good enough. You should have done this. You should have done that. Can't believe you did that. The enemy's the accuser of their brethren, right? So his voice is always yapping. And many times we echo that. And that comes through wounding where the enemy's assignment, which I think I've talked about in previous podcasts, is to alter and to wreck our true identity, where instead of being a child of God that's blessed and fearfully, wonderfully made, the enemy tries to create so much damage and fill our heads with so many lies about how we're lacking or we're not good enough or what people think about us, that the reality is that our image of ourselves will stop us from being able to receive love and receive acceptance because that lie is so strong in our mind and in our belief system that somebody could truly love us but it only goes so deep. And then you continue to cry out to God, why don't I feel love? Why don't I feel love? And the reality is, is because you have been convinced by the enemy that you are unlovable. And when you believe you're unlovable, you can't receive love. So we have to extend and release forgiveness over ourselves. One of the things I tell, I think, every person that I have walked alongside as they've been trying to forgive self is make sure that you forgive yourself for being human. Because many of the self-degrading, the self-accusing voices that we hear is having such an expectation that we should never fail, that we should never fall short. And the reality is we are human. We are going to do that. So we have to embrace the fact that I can try my best, but that doesn't mean that my best is the same as perfection. There was only one person that walked on the face of this earth that was perfect. And he is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for us to allow him to come and free us and to heal our broken heart and to be able to understand that the Lord asks for excellence. That's our best, but we are never going to be perfect. And so we're going to fall short sometimes. We're all going to make mistakes sometimes. It's just part of us growing. It's part of us learning. It's part of our humanity. So it's so important that we forgive ourselves because there needs to be healing in our relationship with ourselves. And that can't come if we won't forgive ourselves. So those are the three directions that we need to release forgiveness to others, to God, and to ourselves.
When we choose not to forgive, what we need to understand is that we actually build a wall around our heart because there's so much pain, there's so much disappointment, and it builds up that there comes a point that there's all sorts of ungodly beliefs we begin to believe. There's all sorts of expectancies that we have, and there's all sorts of judgments we make over people that there becomes a self-preservation mechanism that kicks in that says, okay, that's it. Hold on. I'm going to protect my heart and I'm not going to be vulnerable to people. I'm not going to show people my emotions. I'm going to be somewhat controlled because I don't want anybody to hurt me again. The unfortunate thing about this is because, number one, that's not the way God tells us to deal with emotions or to deal with our brokenheartedness. We're to bring those things to him so that Jesus can heal. And so when we begin to protect our own hearts, it actually puts us in a prison because it's like if we give our lives to the Lord and all of a sudden we're like, okay, hold on, I'm going to begin to protect my own heart. It's like us going to the throne of our lives and saying, okay, God, you can have this 90% over here, but when it comes to my heart, when it comes to my emotions and my relationship, you need to get off the throne because I'm going to climb on there because I don't really trust you to take care of my heart because see, this happened. And so I'm going to protect my heart. The issue with that is that is our will. It's a choice that we make. So if you can envision your heart and a wall around it is not only does it keep people at a distance because you only want them to get so close to your heart. What happens as a result of that, that wall is a wall of our choice to be the Lord and to be the protector of our own hearts that the Lord will not pass through that wall because he will not override our choices. And often what happens when we live with a wall around our hearts is we'll begin to experience this distance from God because just as people can't get too close, God can't get too close. And it has to be our choice to say, Lord, I repent for becoming the Lord over my own heart and not trusting you. And Lord, as scared as I am right now, I'm going to put trust in your love for me that's going to drive out that fear. And I'm going to choose to trust you to protect and guard my heart. So we've got to trust God to protect that. And when we are hurt, if he's Lord of that area, then we're able to go back to him and say, Lord, that hurt when that happened. Jesus, one of the things you came for is because you promised that you would bind up my broken heart, that you would heal my wound. And I'm coming to you and I'm asking you to heal my heart. And that's when we're able to receive the healing of the Lord. But when we get hurt and we protect our own heart, there's nowhere to go with that pain. We put that wall up and all that pain is trapped on the inside and it just festers like an infected wound and it becomes more painful. And I see so many people caught in so much pain because they've not known what to do when they're hurt. They've not ever been instructed to know, I could go to God and he'll heal that. And there is nobody that can heal your hurt and your pain except Jesus Christ. There's a reason why Jesus said, I come to bind up the broken heart. And we need to realize God wants us to forgive in order that he can heal the heart and remove that pain. So we've got to release people. We need to forgive people. And if we don't forgive, what happens is that will move into bitterness. 
In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, the word tells us and instructs us, says, see that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble or defile many. What does that mean? When we allow bitterness, a bitter root to seed in our hearts, it is impossible for that bitterness to be contained into one situation. Eventually, our bitterness will grow, and it's not over one situation, but now it's bitterness toward the person. And then that bitterness will grow into now, well, it's bitterness toward this individual. And before you know it, we walk around and we are miserable, bitter, angry people. And it all started with the seed of not dealing with unforgiveness. And I pray that as I'm sharing the word of God and we're talking about this, that you are getting revelation that the enemy has set us in a trap to hold on to unforgiveness. And so I'm really encouraging you this holiday season. Can we be bold enough? to do some business with God regarding forgiveness so that we can go into these holidays and respond differently in our relationships that it doesn't have to become hurtful. So we're going to end there. The next podcast, part two, I'm going to go into some other scriptures about how God says we need to forgive. What is forgiveness? What's biblical forgiveness, I should say, and what isn't? And then I'm going to give you a practical step that you can take so you will be able to walk through forgiveness with the Lord. Amen. So let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much, God, that your heart is that your children be whole and that they be healed. Jesus, thank you that what you did on Calvary, part of the promise that you gave us was that you were sent to bind up the broken heart to set the captives free. Jesus, I'm asking that you would move on people's heart by the power of your Holy Spirit to begin to speak hope to them that they can be healed, to speak your truth to them that there is another way that you've provided a way. If they'll just come to you, you'll meet them in that place, Lord. Lord, I take authority over every demonic spirit of bitterness, of torment, of hurt, every spirit of lying, every spirit of accusation, every spirit of, of self-accusation and self-degradation, every spirit of rejection in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind you and I command you to remain bound and that hearts and minds and spirits would be open to perceive what the Holy Spirit is speaking to them and be drawn to Jesus for their healing and for their deliverance. Jesus, I plead the blood over every single person that is listening to my voice that your blood would flow over and through their minds, their hearts, their emotions, their belief systems, even their physical bodies, where forgiveness and bitterness has caused sickness and pain. Lord, that's opened a door to heaviness and infirmity, Lord. Even spirits of murder and heaviness, I bind you and I command you to loose that person in Jesus' name. And I ask that, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth and counsel, that you would be truth, whatever they need to hear to be put back on track. Lord, let there be a mighty healing in the hearts of your people. Let there be a mighty deliverance in the minds and in the relationships and in the emotions and in the physical body of your people, Lord. 
It is your will. And so, Lord, I come in agreement in the name of Jesus with your will, and I say, let it be so. Lord, we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Jesus, only you can set a person free. Only you can bind up brokenhearted people. I ask, Father, in boldness for supernatural experiences with you, Lord, that would convince people who have lost trust in you, who have not believed that you have heard them or seen them, Lord, do something that there would be such an experience with your love that they would know that you love them, that there is nothing that they can do, that you're going to love them any more or any less, but that, Lord, you made them, you love them. God, I pray for supernatural experiences with your love, that your love would drive out fear, fear of pain, fear of rejection, fear of being disappointed, fear of not being heard, fear of being like this the rest of their lives. Fear, Lord, let your perfect love drive that out. Your love is always there, but God, I'm asking that by your grace, that by your power, that by your mercy, would you open our sensitivity to it that we would truly be able to perceive the depth and the height and the width of your love for us. Oh, Jesus, you said that you came to destroy the works of the enemy. And so I ask that you would move in power and freedom and might to fulfill the heart of the Father in every individual life of his children. And that you would give us the grace and the wisdom by your Holy Spirit to know how to partner with him, not fight him or resist him. And I thank you for this, Lord. I, I wait to hear the testimonies of how faithful you are and how you have met people, God. And so I thank you for the fruit coming forth and I give you all the glory and praise because it's only you that can change a life. And so thank you for that, Father. We ask it in your precious son's name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Do these things, Lord, that you would receive glory, that you would once again be shown faithful. Amen. Listen, if you need to communicate with us, if you need to send a remark on this email, you need to email me, you do that. But I am believing for testimonies. I, I, I so feel the heart of God on this and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I am believing that there's going to be supernatural deliverance that's going to take place. There's going to be supernatural healing that takes place. I believe some of you are going to experience the love of God for the first time. And so let me hear about that. Let me rejoice with you of how good God is. I just know God's goodness. And I know his goodness is not for a few people, but his goodness is for all people. Amen. Be blessed. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And if you want to know more about Shelly or Sozo Restoration Ministries, visit our website at sozorestoration.org.